Recording. Hey, thanks for tuning in to this episode of Jonah Radio. Jonah a, little, Radio. a couple things before we get going with the episode with Tom Stern and Alex, Alex Winter. Winter. Uh, we want to let thank everybody who um, came out and gave us, uh, uh, you know, yeah, Max Fund. The Max, Max Fund, Fund drive was great. Really gave us Max Funds. Thank you so much for doing that. And then also, we want to let everybody know that we're go- uh, that me, uh, Jonah, I'm going to be doing stand up at uh, Zany's in Nashville. Uh, Nashville, Tennessee. This, this Saturday, this coming Saturday, and then next week, Saturday after that, we're in Chicago doing our live show. And if you have a game you want us to play, uh, submit it to us at Jonah Radio R A Y D I O at gmail dot com. Yeah, you, that's in Chicago, not Nashville. No games in Nashville. But yeah, uh, yeah make sure you. Uh, the idea is, is all three of us would play a game. Uh, and you would come up on stage and run it. So if you have an idea for a game that you think the three of us would be good for. This uh, is called crowdsourcing. Come uh, email us at jonahradio at gmail.com and uh, put game in the title so we know what it is. But uh, here's Alex Winter and Tom Stern. Song? Ooh. Ooh. Oh, come on. Jesus. You good to go? We're good. Right. If this is going to be that kind of party, I'm going to stick my dick in the mashed potato. Neither. Out here just a little bit Ooh, straight, but uh, Thanks for tuning in tonight to Jonah Ray. Dio can't make it because he's dead. Cash Hartzell is our producer. Hey, everybody. Neil Mahoney has a soundboard. Ooh, it's not too loud there, Neil. No. Yeah. We turn it try down. again? Do it. Very fun. That's a little better. Uh, we, we have, we have a, a bunch of friends hanging out tonight. Uh, one of our old pal, Ryan Case. Hi, everybody. Dr- director of uh, Modern Family. Um, and then the upcoming... Miracle Workers. Miracle Workers. Uh, with the Bouchams. Yeah. And then uh, a ton of other That's stuff. That's what I call them, the Bouchams. Yes. And you also do Mexican Women. Yeah. And a bunch of other cool stuff. And yes, then um, and we're very we're old friends, old pals. Old pals. So you're here just as another host. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're here Jeez. just as... We're adding. Guys. Yes. Yep. You've been around for quite a while. And um, But uh, we want to introduce uh, two very special guests. Um You might have seen their work on early MTV show... The Idiot Box on MTV. Also, incredible work on their uh, movie, which is uh, one of my favorite uh, comedies of all time, the movie Freaked. And their names are Alex Winter and Tom Stern. Please give it up for Alex Winter and Tom Stern. Yeah! Thank you. Jesus Christ, man. Yeah. Fitting. Yep. Is that the first person <laughs> Symphonia? Yes, it is. I've never heard anyone else ever play that. <laughs> Outside of like Dr. Demento? <laughs> uh, I had all those on vinyl. You remember I had the Portsmouth Symphonia records? I got them from my dad. We used to play, used to play them. So they what's did, the deal with they them? Did this, they did, you know, I was born in London and they were hugely popular in England when we were there in the 60s and 70s. And uh, my dad Popular all, how? Like ironic? Like, well, it was the 60s and swing in London. So like, yeah, yeah they, they were all had long hair. They were all like groovy looking musicians. They were kind of, they were all kind of in on the gag. Yeah. Right? So they played, if I'm not mistaken, they played Royal Albert Hall. Like they got that popular. Really? Yeah. I think Shit, one of their really? albums is at Royal Albert Hall. 
I think Tom is trying to like pull Sorry, a human Tom being Stern out of Tom hasn't his... put his phone to silent. <laughs> he's like, he doesn't he's like one of those people that takes fucking... 10 minutes to get their phone to stop making noise. <laughs> JV moves. <laughs> in 2018. Yeah. All um, you needed there was... Wait a minute. Wait, wait, where's that button? It's a, ah, no, it's not this button. It's like, what? How many buttons on an iPhone? Two? My fingers don't work. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I, love, I was totally obsessed with the Portsmouth Symphony. Yeah, I wasn't they sure. They were the when jam. I, when, they first, when I first came, it was just a video someone blindly put up on YouTube, and it was just... And then everyone was like, oh, this is like um, some kids. It's a high school band trying to play. Yeah. And then um, I also heard that maybe it was like um, more of a hey, how's your news group, uh, for oh. lack of a better term. Like it's like, you know, like. Was it? <laughs> no, they were, they were real, you know. Yeah, like, yeah but why didn't they know? Were they trying? Like, they, they, have- they did the best they could. It became kind of a novelty thing. But they weren't like. There weren't a bunch of comedians, and they weren't a bunch of of numbskulls. Mm-hmm. Like they, they were in on the the joke, but they took it. You know, it's the '60s, so it's almost experimental theater. Right? Yeah. yeah, they yeah. all looked like theater people, kind of. They all had long hair and looked kind of like hip and groovy. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but I don't know if you've heard it, but my favorite that they did was the Hallelujah Chorus, which is it's impossible to get through that without <laughs> peeing your pants. <laughs> it's literally the funniest thing you've ever heard in your life because they brought like. It's kind of circa genius if that's your orchestra is that none of you can play. They were like, okay, let's do a chorus and bring way too many people in for the moment. <laughs> so it's, like, it's just a cacophony. Anyway, Tom, did you tell your wife you were going to be here? <laughs> I, I didn't. It seems so Did gross. you set your on fire right before you left? <laughs> I'll uh, fill in for Tom who's having to. Who's now running down the fire you're escape. You're not getting off easy. Your dog keeps on yawning the loudest yawn. <laughs> yeah, I know. My, my, my mini schnauzer is here. Yeah, <laughs> it's Manny, right? Oh. Yeah, Manny. Manny. can't see him, but he's... Yeah. yeah. Oh. Manny, at, for a, na- a name like Manny, the most uh, masculine and immasculine name I think you could give anybody. Manny. Yes. Well, it's Manfred. short for Manfred. Oh. Well, yeah. Yeah. As, no. And that's short for Manfred Man. Yes. That keep, it keeps going. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, it's uh, I, there's a lot I want to talk to you guys about, uh, and it's I, I don't want to have this be an interview because I don't like interviews. Right. Um, but, but like also... We've just recently this become acquainted. Interview this inter- is <laughs> over. <laughs> Tom just Tom Tom Stern just referenced the first writing I ever got onto the television set. Really? Uh, yes. Yeah. That was the. Uh, it was yes. One of my first pitches at the Andy Melnaka show, which Tom was directing and was an executive producer on. Oh. And it was uh, oh, so you might have some It was some a brilliant bit, I must say. I, I, I love that. Open season bit. two, thank you. It was a great bit. <laughs> it, it was a great bit, and that's when they saw that bit, they're like, "This guy, just, funny, can't organize yeah. a spreadsheet." Let me tell them what the bit was. <laughs> oh, right? sure, yeah, because yeah. it was Andy. We'd do the Man in the Street things in the Lower East Side, which was like just comedy paradise because it's yeah. nothing but old Jewish people. <laughs> and um, as Billy uh, Eichner has discovered as well. I has yeah is he on the Lower East Side? Does he? Oh, I don't know exactly. No, no, right I think here. he's okay. like Midtown. It, this was I don't even know if this neighborhood. I don't. Th- I think it's been hipsterized. Yeah. Well, we were but, even the offices for the show. Not to digress, yeah. was the Lacuna offices from uh, Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. Really? That's right. Yeah. Oh. So it was kind of right. hip. Um, this really it was on Grand and um, I don't know what the cross through. Anyway, Lafayette. Uh, digressing, digressing. Sorry. So we do these crazy man in the street things where Andy would just be. You know, very weird, and yes. we'd see what he would be. Andy Melanakis. Your bit was a great conceptual comedy bit where he just we he'd set up a little card table and he had a thing that said "interview me" on it. I think, right? Yeah, basically. Yeah. And so people would just walk. You know, he'd say, "Will you will you interview me?" And and so some guy would sit down and say, "Ask me a question," and the guy would ask him a question, and he would just <laughs> he would just respond by saying, "This." 
interview is over. And he would turn over the table. Yeah. That's fun. And uh, no one ever reacted in shock. It was always, I remember every t- every time you guys uh, did it, it's like there would be some guy just going, <laughs> all right. Yeah. Like, was, Their minimal reactions were the key. Yeah. To yeah. That yeah. Show work. But, you know, yeah. You want to you know my Andy Milanakis story? Yes. I was uh, getting out of a car in front of the comedy store, and some guy started screaming at me and calling me asshole, and I just kind of ignored him and like turned to walk away, and then he saw me under the light and went, oh, I'm sorry, man, I thought you were Steve Agee, and it was Andy Milanakis. <laughs> <laughs> I remember he would always joke around. He's, he's like, I, I'm going to get like a tattoo, but like a dumb tattoo of like a desk or something. Yeah. And then he literally got... A very cool drawing of a desk tattooed on his forearm. Like a school right. desk? or a, yeah. Uh, yeah, it was like an old-timey like Victorian school desk. desk. Like something right. that would be in a, uh, yeah. like a drawing of like, this is old furniture that's really good. Was uh, it his first tattoo? I believe so. That's commitment yeah, on so. your forearm for a second. Yeah, he talked about that for a while. And then during <laughs> the, the second season of Milnakis, uh, which I, I was fired from. What? Yes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Why did we fire you? Uh, I wasn't a, I wasn't good. Oh, you were good at, at the job. job. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then John Kimmel had to like scream at me a couple times, and I remember being like, I, I used to think he was the nicest guy. And also, I wasn't sleeping because I was trying to do comedy at night, and then I would invariably go out and like drink and party, and then mm-hmm. I would have to be up production mm-hmm. time in the morning. Yeah. And I was uh, just losing it. I felt crazy the entire time. You Naomi Scott. Um, Naomi's got producer Naomi's got like uh, she, she once saw me she's like are you okay and I was like I don't think I should be out here and I just started <laughs> sobbing in the office uh, and she escorted me out oh that's nice of cross, her dude. yeah well uh, but um, but so you you did that and uh, but I remember at, you had your kid at yes. that time and then you had to leave girl, my daughter, and you had to take Tuesday. over yes I did that's right and I was gone by that time for but only I, chip, only did I only did like one episode or something. I came in for in like LA, two, right? Yeah, for like two yeah. weeks. That was yeah. it. Yeah, I remember the writer yeah. Eric Appel was very excited because because um, like when you were coming, you were going to show up, and he he brought his uh, his freaked uh, DVD, right. and um, and this was two thousand five or four. Like I, I barely had the internet at the time, yeah. so I didn't really know how to like search people. I knew Tom was a very funny guy, yeah, and I knew like he was like a, a good director. Um, but then like um, he says like he's like yeah, I'm going to have them sign my my. I'm going to have Alex sign my freak DVD. I was like, oh, that's so great. Yeah, yeah. It's like, I, I love that movie. He's like, well, I already got Tom to sign. I was like, why? <laughs> <laughs> why? To be nice? So he wouldn't feel left out? <laughs> um, but then uh, he's, he's like, no, Tom co-wrote and co-directed it. And I was like, Tom Sturt. Like, it was just this weird, like, rush. Right. But, like, you were right. already gone and I was leaving. And, so um, I was leaving. Yeah. I, was, I, I was thought it was the 85-year-old guy who shoots for Clint Eastwood all the time. <laughs> yeah. people do. Or the uh, 60s biker movie auteur who yeah. starred and produced his, in his bike, own bike, biker movies, yep. including Hell's Angels 69 and Angels, like, Angels on Wheels or something. Oh, wow. Hell's that, Angels on Wheels. Is yeah. that, like, yeah. Corman stuff? Yeah, like, yeah. S- kind of sub-Corman. Yeah, yeah. And he just but she was a like total auteur who like made you know produced them, directed them, wrote them, and starred in them. Yeah. And I get occasional calls from Sweden, like biker <laughs> movie aficionados. I think biker you movies go. You have some kind of him and go. Oh yeah. man, yeah, yeah. 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 that's he a great documentary. Yeah, but this guy was kind of a scumbag, and he like fucked over the Hell's Angels. They actually oh, were no. in his movie <laughs> right. Hell's oh. Angels '69. 
and then he fucked him over and didn't pay him or something. So he had like, you Who know, I'm always afraid. Yeah, that's a bad yeah. like, I'm afraid some 80 year old Hell's Angel will roll yeah. up next to me totally to stop like Sonny Barger and on I'll this see 80 a flat. It'll be like the end of the Sopranos. Residual check. Yeah. That'll you go over well. I'll be known as the guy that got away with it. We'll hear the Journey song. Um, well, we have, we, have a, we, have, we have a lot to talk about. Uh, we're glad you guys are here. We're going to uh, take a break for a song, uh, a band outside of, uh, from uh, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. We played them before. They're really great. They're called Silence, and they sent us another track because they got a new EP coming out. This is the band Silence. This is the song Nighttime Girls.
All right, silence. that was uh, that was the band Silence uh, with the song Nighttime Girls. Um, if you want your music featured on this podcast, uh, and I hope you do, uh, send it to Jonah Radio R A Y D I O at gmail dot com. Gmail dot com, and we will consider it. Um, now uh, <laughs> we will it, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna keep we're gonna talk about a whole bunch of stuff. We're gonna talk about Saul the Mole Men later, which I still have to give you that piece of art that I found that someone made oh, based yeah. off of that gallery 1988 that's right Jensen Karp's like he did like a pop culture show and someone made a solve the mole men thing oh no shit you bought yeah. it I bought it or with did the intention it? of giving it to uh, Tom oh okay and then we just the only time I've seen Tom in the past maybe 10 years is like he was seemingly very stoned in the Vaughn's parking lot in Hollywood <laughs> But it's okay. I are, think you thinking thinking it's, are you, are you thinking of Hollywood? Are you thinking of me? In, in he didn't even remember Los going. Yeah, 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 yeah. On Hollywood. What, did I? I was obviously stoned. I don't know. You, you, you had a lampshade on your head. Was I just standing, staring into the <laughs> no, middle space? You were in no, spandex you pants. You, really, you, you had your you had your shopping cart, and I was like, "Hey, Tom." And you're like, "Was it you, loaded with like Ready Whip and Doritos?" <laughs> 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 trying to re up. <laughs> you gave a stop, and then like a. Wow, man. Hey. <laughs> I don't think anyone's ever soberly said, wow, man, before yeah. saying anything else. Well, you know, in, in my spare time, I'm, I'm Tommy Chong. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, I do, uh, uh, do want to talk about um, you. Shortly after we talked the other day yeah. is when all the uh, Bill & Ted 3 stuff got announced. Uh-huh. Well, yeah, though it oh. didn't really get announced. We just did a... Uh, uh, an entertainment weekly thing yeah. that they asked us to do. We've been in the same zone on, on Bill and Ted three for a while where we, we got, uh, we got as far as getting sort of studio finance director all together. So we're just trying to close up deals so we can shoot. Yeah. Yeah. But, but I now really you got a picture of you in a phone booth. Yeah. yeah. Now there is a photo of me and Keanu in a phone booth. But yeah, yeah. But that was really more for a reunion piece. And it was like, a, we're announcing Bill and Ted three, yeah. but like, but it people, just kind of happened because he, you brought yeah. it up. Yeah, they, they contacted us, I think, because there's been so much press around mm -hmm. the third. I think it probably had a lot to do with it. Um, and uh, you we got it. Here's the thing. What you guys did. We were a game. Like for the like the, the phone box, you know, for years, people were saying, Doctor Who, the Brits right. own the idea of a phone box. You guys took it and made it American. <laughs> you really yeah, did. Well, yeah, we, and we made it funny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> on purpose taking it back yeah I like that you call it a phone box, yeah. phone box. it's a phone, See, box. That's, phone box that's how affected yeah. I am by these Brits yeah I, 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 I have to imagine that in in making a third uh, Bill and Ted in this far into the future how much of that script is teaching people what a phone booth is very <laughs> yeah. no, little they, they, know. Yeah. they know okay they still they still yeah. remember is okay. it yeah. still a phone booth I'm, I can't really. Well, can't it's that. not a cell phone. Let's put it that way. Like yeah. for, like for a while, idea. we heard they were going to reboot the movie. Someone, like I, I don't yeah. think it was the rights holders, and we got a hold of, of a script. I don't know if it was the script, and that was their hook. I guess that's what they had taken into an exec and like gotten <laughs> lots of money for. It was like, okay, just bear with us. Here we go. Right, so it's Bill and Ted today. And they use a cell phone <laughs> to get around in time. Yeah. And they're trying to become the best dubstep DJs. <laughs> <laughs> I have to say, it, it, in fairness, maybe they changed, like it was like a super great meta script and they changed it up like every two pages because yeah. that's where I stopped reading. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that was like about halfway through page one. Mm. 
So yeah. I, I, I'm not sure if it remained a phone, a phone, cell phone, but that's what it was. Wow. Yeah. It's yeah. But it's like anyway. an old, it's like a 90s cell phone. It's the real big Zach Morris. Maybe, cell phone. maybe. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Uh, it's a, it's, yeah. a, it's so. a car phone installed in the middle of a DeLorean. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Which Alex had, by the way. Yes, I did have a DeLorean. You had a DeLorean? Had a DeLorean? No, 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 you no, had no, the yeah. giant phone. I had oh. the brick. When we I were doing when Freak. when you got the giant phone. Yeah. yeah, when we were doing Freak, we had, like, we were, you know, on an insane schedule, and uh, we, uh, I, I got a cell phone, and I was acting in it as well as... as L.A. Cellular. That, I remember oh. those guys. That was a yeah. regional a very cell sophisticated phone. deep outfit, cut. Yeah. Way, yeah. yeah. <laughs> a very upstanding citizen. Um, I don't know what was going on in the back room, and there weren't a lot of cell phones being sold, but... Um, they sold me this enormous thing. It looked like, it looked like a you know like some out of Miami Vice. Like and when they were trying to like seem hip, and they people were like walking around with like suitcase. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. It was like a suitcase. It was like yeah. a suitcase. And I remember I got it. I put it in my car, and I got into an accident within about fifteen seconds. I was like, "Wait, what is a bam? What the hell? Oh man!" Oh. Yeah, but to be fair, I tried to text somebody. <laughs> to be fair, that was a period where you got into car accidents about every fifteen seconds. That's true. Yeah. Really? Were you a terrible driver? Uh, no, I just drive kind of crazy. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, I don't anymore most of the time. You know, we yeah. turn up that rock and roll music and just drive. Like <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I got it. Like by the time I was. Uh, 2020, I got into um, three car accidents and two put me in the hospital. In Hawaii? Uh, One in Hawaii, one out here. I was leaving, I was like on my way from San Pedro, going to the record store in uh, Venice Beach. And um, Penny Lane? No, no, it was a guy who used to run Penny Lane, uh, Ron Benway, but it was Benway Records in Venice Beach. Benway. Yeah. And so I was on my way there and I got to a Burroughs reference? No. Dr. Yes. Benway. Yes, yeah. Dr. Yeah. Benway. Because yeah. there was a bunch of, they started in Vegas. Right. And then a bunch of like their group of friends that all kind of helped start the story. I guess they all went to the desert and then they all took acid and listened to, I think, Flaming Lips' Zurika album. I don't oh know what God. they did. But, <laughs> wow. you know, they had a bunch of cars lined up and all playing different. And then they realized they're like, we are the Benway family. Wow. Yeah. And that's then that's, that's how it became Benway Records. <laughs> wow. Where um, was it in Venice? It was um, uh, Windward Circle. You know the place. You know that that little record store. There's like a subway it's sandwich right by shop. where the the the, you know, the thing that the, the Venice is. sign is that everybody uses. The post in. office is on yeah. the same B-roll. block. Yeah, yeah. It, I remember Penny Lane. Like, what the, oh, it, it became, I think, it, like it was like '98. I think it might have yeah. already been gone. All right, but you guys I like? Was there then. Did you guys yeah. meet in Venice? No, no. We're both East Coasters. Yeah, we're, we met at NYU freshman year. NYU film. Yeah, school. we were like hmm. 18 years old. That's wow. Literally at registration. Yeah, you went to NYU as well. Oh yeah, did you? Awesome. Where's your lifelong working <laughs> partner? <laughs> what? Dog, Manny. Yeah, we were. We were. What uh, dorm did you stay in? Uh, I was in Hayden freshman year. Hayden. Yep. Then I was in Lafayette, which was new. My sophomore year it was like in Canal Street. Or mm. Right. Canal Street was horrible. And then I was in alumni. I did right. three years because it was so expensive. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> Those were my dorms. Well, you yeah. dropped out, right? Uh, I I was from I was New York. We lived in New York, so I didn't have to stay in the dorms. But uh, yeah. Tom was at Weinstein, so I was crashing there a lot. And then he and I got an apartment together in the Lower East Side freshman year. Yeah, and freshman that. year. Yeah, I was wow. living in an apartment in Hoboken freshman year. I moved out oh, from wow. my family into an apartment in Hoboken, which was beautiful and incredibly cheap. But I was never there because it was such a pain in the ass to yeah. get to Hoboken. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That as soon as I was just crashing on Tom's dorm all the time, and then we all got an apartment <laughs> together, and I basically moved out. But yeah, we met at NYU. We moved out to LA effectively together after film school. I came out a little early, earlier. I left early too. Yeah. Same reason. Yeah. Yeah. I came out to LA to work. I ended up doing Lost Boys and a bunch of other stuff. And then I went back. We finished up a junior project, and then we drove out together. Oh, so yeah. Cool. So while at 
while attending to you know, be a filmmaker at NYU, you were still auditioning for stuff. Yeah, I was doing like TV commercials, and I was doing stuff that usually wouldn't punt me out of school. Yeah, yeah. but um, at a certain point, I was like, I, I may not come back, and I was like getting closer to getting bigger jobs. So, um, I auditioned for Lost Boys in LA and in New York. You got a almond joy ad, I think. I got a big almond joy ad that never made it on TV. Remember? Really? That? No, never. And it got oh, that's the dream. Like I paid a lot of money. <laughs> and uh, but I mean, I started acting professionally when I was like. I nine think it years was old. one of those like oh, early right. com yeah. like uh, computer graphicsy ones, right? Yeah, it was oh, all wow. like against green. Like it was like the Tom Petty like Alice in Wonderland yeah, video we were or singing something. like a rock song. <laughs> or no, like the, I had like a football no, leather letterman it was jacket. Like, it was like the Cars video. Yeah, the Rick Ocasek like is yeah. you know there's like a computer animated really yeah. crude. Yeah, fly yeah, yeah. or something yeah. you might think is the video you're right thinking of. Yeah. oh wow um, i love that video I yeah i do video. too yeah. <laughs> um so yeah i was doing like commercials and voiceovers and stuff and like the odd tv thing if it was local yeah like i got i got had a uh an overdose in a and phone of course, booth death wish <laughs> The Equalizer. Um, yeah, that's right. The Equalizer with Adam Horowitz. Yeah, yeah I did Death Wish 3 first summer between sophomore and junior uh -huh. year oh, that's in London. That was coming fun. back to college having done a Death Wish. That's, that, you're yeah, living pretty yeah. high on the hall. Yeah, it was very well, high street cred. Like, <laughs> yeah. Alex got Death Wish 3 and they were shooting in East New York, which is like east of Bed-Stuy. Yeah, it's pretty bad. Like, it's still it's, bad. It, it's yeah. fucking terrifying. That's yeah. the most scared I've ever been in New York City. Really? I was visiting Alex on the set in East New York. <laughs> yeah. It was like... But that's because the way... That's because the bad guy was playing. That's yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He was playing <laughs> Hernandez. But that's also... Uh, Death Wish 3 was the first canon Death Wish, right? It that's was. That's canon yeah. films took yeah. it over. So I'm uh, sure yeah. there wasn't a lot of security being... <laughs> there wasn't. No, yeah. There wasn't. I, mean, I was yeah. I was afraid for my life. I yeah. really was. The That's death wish experience alone would chew up. We, we'd still be here, and the sun would have come up, and I would still be going. So. <laughs> yeah. it, the, I mean, making a canon. But did you movie get to meet? Tell him the story yeah. about Bronson. What he There's said. So many. There's so many. <laughs> did you get to meet Gollum or Globus? Did they show up? Yes, yeah, so I, I knew those guys well. I did another canon movie after that in Italy, so I got I got to know Menachem pretty well. Wow. That's yeah. Cool. Big box office. It's a big big box office. Superman <laughs> Ford. <laughs> Superman Ford. This is a good time to let everyone know that yeah. they should watch Electric Boogaloo. Not the breaking sequel, yeah. but the documentary on Canon Films. Yeah. It's just called Electric Boogaloo. I'm, yeah. not, I'm not sure what platform it's on now, but it is. It's also I do my Menachem impression in that. That's right, you do. Oh, yeah, that's well, right. Yeah. Yeah. I actually tell the Brooke Shields story. Brooke Shields Academy Award. Brooke Shields. I went to a dinner Wait, with him in Sahara? Italy on the second Wait, was movie. Was it Sahara? Yeah, it was Sahara. Sahara. And uh, it was just me Academy and his Award. wife and a couple of the other actors from <laughs> the movie. And. Uh, I was, you know, I was a really cynical, caustic New York film student at that point. <laughs> you must have been so pretentious. So I was just like lobbing shit at him left yeah. and right. Or like, insufferable. Like the most irritating, insufferable annoying. Insufferable. Yeah, totally. <laughs> but he didn't, didn't, didn't really catch on. So we just, he, like, he was so completely up his own backside about what they were doing that like the, the irony was totally lost on him. So, so if I was bagging on the movies, I was like, so he's like, I've just come from sh the shooting Brooke Shields in Sahara. You know? <laughs> and I was like, I was like, God, oh, that must be incredible. I'm sure, you know, I'm sure it's really an extraordinary film, you know, a, a piece of cinema. As you say. <laughs> and, and to which he replied, Brooke Shields. Academy Award. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, in a way, he did best me at my own game. I, yeah. Yeah. I just shut up and ate my. And then you, my then you linguini. guys cast Brooke Shields. Well, yes, she, I did. love Brooke Shields. Yeah. She's yeah. awesome. Yeah. I felt did huge you guys sympathy see, for her when, when like, you guys thought of her character in the desert with, with a, <laughs> Wait, on a canon movie. But we have to complete the the kind of dichotomy of the Golem Globus thing. Was like it was Brooke Shields Academy Award, Brooke Shields Sarah Academy Award, Christopher Reeve Superman Five. Big box office. <laughs> <laughs> so that was like Even the, he knew. You know, he, he, knew. he had his art film. <laughs> yeah. He had his big box office. 
And he was wrong about both. Which is, of course, dead wrong. Yeah. But it's a, um, the, when you guys were uh, at NYU, like, um, it's, Alex, you talked a little bit about, were you, was it, were you still in high school when you were going to the, uh, the CBGBs and seeing, like... Yeah, uh, I started going to see, like, the Punk Sundays in high school. Yeah. I, I started going to Maxwell's in New Jersey. I went to high school in New Jersey, so... I started going to Maxwell's in Hoboken in high school, and then we would go to the CBGB Sunday hardcore show. Nice. And then it's like, Tom, when you showed up, were you like a punk kid as well? Or did I was no, a I suburban, I was kid. like a lightweight suburban new wave punk kid. Like, I yeah. love the Ramones, Talking Heads, Elvis Costello. I didn't really have the. Manhattan you didn't know about like the, the underground. Yeah, I grew up in Westchester. I, I was more, <laughs> I, I had to have Poser. my eyes opened at college. Uh, and then, then that's what, usually when it happens. To Alex like, got me into black music, frankly. Oh, yeah, I was yeah. like a, you know. I, Bad brains? The only black uh, music I listened to was Bob Marley. Yeah. When I was in high school and, you know, Stevie Wonder and, you know. Yeah. Like, I didn't know about Funkadelic. I didn't know about, really, I didn't know much about James Brown even. Yeah. So, like, I had a big epiphany. And so, do you think it was just a case of growing up in New York that you were in St. Louis. I mean, oh. I, was, I was London, St. Louis, New York, so... Weird. So St. Louis must have seemed like the lamest city to you. <laughs> I actually loved it, but I mean, we were, you know, um, it, we were quasi-urban there, and it was a, there was a lot going on in the 70s in that way. Mm -hmm. uh, I went to public school, so it was like, my public school assemblies was like a kid playing, you know, they were playing Bootsy. Yeah, not wow. like the Eagles. Yeah, so it was pretty great. It was yeah, a pretty great a little, education. To there's be a little soul in, in in St. Louis. Yeah, that doesn't it gets yeah, it had a lot a of grit, bit. and there was a lot going on. I mean, you know, frankly, I left at a good time because I left and went to high school, and, and I went to the city, and like all of my friends who remained in St. Louis all ended up like on glue and like you know <laughs> shooting Drano because there was nothing else to do. Yeah. One of my but I, I got of, out before yeah. that yeah. that happened. That's one of my favorite yeah. uh, interviews of the Ramones where they asked Didi for some reason a question, and he's like, "It's like what about songs like now I want to sniff some glue with lyrics like now I want to sniff some glue now I want to have something to do." What is that about? And then Didi just goes, what? It's now I sniff glue. Now I want something to do. What is this? What are we talking about? <laughs> Didi Ramone, you know, as, uh, as I age on planet Earth, I still cannot emphasize what a weird idiot savant genius. All of them, though, right? All of them. But Didi, Didi wrote all the lyrics. Like, all the weird yeah. lyrics was Didi. Yeah. And he was just this fucking idiot savant, but just a genius. Well, I, I didn't read his book, but, like, uh, every once in a while, John Worcester from Super Chunk will, like, post little excerpts from, you know, just whatever book he's reading on some musician. And I remember when he was posting stuff about the Didi Ramone book, where it's just like, it's just like, he had an insane life, where it just had... Like I guess, yeah. like he had a stepmom that was German and didn't speak any English, but was the only one raising him. Yeah, and <laughs> like would just and would yeah. beat him up and like. He used to live just... near us on the East Village. Remember, we used to see him walking his dog all the time. Yeah, and the the he would this... walk his dog. Did he Ramone? He had a little. He had like a little Fifi dog like mine that I've got sitting here right now, and uh, <laughs> you'd see him like like, but an even more sort of like poodly one, and he would see him like on Second Avenue at like. You know, seven in the morning as we were getting ready to go to class or whatever. Yeah. The Ramones were around when I was in school. They played their last show, like at there was like the McDonald's. So I was right by St. Mark's in my junior year, and I was getting some like food in McDonald's, like you do at that age. And I was like, I had to go back and study, and then I heard on the other side of the wall the Ramones playing. Oh, crazy! And I was like, is that the Ramones? Like, is that a cover band? Or then yeah. I was like, it right. is, and yeah. I just wandered in. And, and it ended up were. being like the last show. That, wow! Yeah, and that's when they that's had like great. all those. And then other there was that documentary that come out came out like later, yeah, like not yeah. that much. 
and later oh, okay. about the whole that was audio yeah. it's so sad. so sad yeah yeah but yeah i just wandered in there that's awesome <laughs> and then Whilst, i have this haunting studying. image right. of Didi ramon the last time i saw him was um well our friend tom renoni was yeah. managing him yeah, yeah. and he, he, rest he, was, in peace he had a well. band called the remains mm. which was just him and say. playing ramon songs but with you know not ramones playing with sounds him. like any ramones concert these days <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah but um he played at that place next to the palace what was that on vine it was a shitty little club. Oh, uh, uh, I know the place and, where we saw Hole. Um, yeah. Uh, Raji's. No, not Raji's. Uh, three of Clubs? No, no. It was at Vine and Hollywood. Vine and Hollywood. That's, that's the like palace. The, well, no. Well, they, just south of the palace. Just south of the palace. There the used to oh, be the a Oh, the Showgirls Theater. Well, no. It's, <laughs> well, no, they, 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 the was this, this was like cave. 20 years <laughs> ago, I'm saying. Because there's nothing yeah. there now. There used to be. How important is it to the story? The location? <laughs> not, not at all. Okay. Not even right, vaguely. Right, right, right. Just yeah. want to make I don't even remember Thank what the story you. is anymore. It's a great, a great move. A great editorial podcast. <laughs> real time. He knows how to host. <laughs> so anyway. Everyone I, just I, I shouting. He's like, who's going to fire who now, mother effer? <laughs> okay, the, the whole Who can't do a podcast? It wasn't also like, it wasn't Tom. Tom had no idea how bad I was messing up. It was it was John Kimmel and Rob Anderson. <laughs> I had I no idea. Yeah. I was blind. Blindsided. What? You yeah. fired what? You fired the writer's assistant. What do I care? Why are you telling me this? <laughs> you seem like a nice kid. He had that funny interview idea. <laughs> um, so, uh, but anyway, so I, the whole truth is um, Tom Renoni called me and was like, Oh, he was his character. He was the special effects guy in Freaked. He okay. Oh shit! He's done a lot of big. Did a lot of big. Did movies. Did he, he, was was, uh, he, he was, was a, a legend in the effects world. Yeah. Oh yeah. shit! Yeah, so yeah. anyway, he was like, oh, and he was this. Uh, uh, he, he was like, everything was astounding, and he was like a real showman. He was like, this is the most astounding feat you will ever witness. So he called me. And he was like. Tom, I have a real situation here. Uh, my client, D.D. Ramon, is playing tonight at uh, this club, which is irrelevant to the story you're going to be telling in 20 years. But the point is, he's he's off junk, and he needs weed. I have to get him a lot of weed. He'd sm- he needs like a, a pound of weed to, to stay off the horse. And so like, I got him some weed or something. And um, and then I went to see him, and, and I go to the bathroom, and I cross, and he's like, it's a, it's like a dinner theater type. It was a restaurant, and Dee Ramon is. I'm not giving you any help on the. Re- <laughs> we, we, we move beyond that. I Stop. cross by the kitchen, and like under this fl- sickly fluorescent light is Dee Dee Ramon just sitting in the middle of this kitchen on like a milk crate with his bass, you know. Or, it was actually a guitar. He was playing guitar, um, but he just looked. It was so. Sad. Yeah. His legend had, you know, was just, just, he was like, yeah. hey, man. Like, I didn't know him. You know, I, yeah. I was a random guy that walked by and he was like, hey, man. Oh. He was just kind of like, uh, thousand wow. yard stare. That's, that's showbiz. Yeah. I, that's what, so. I remember I was talking to someone who uh, had an apartment underneath uh, Joey Ramone and his wife's. And like, uh, he's like, I was a real big fan of the Ramones until I lived underneath Joey Ramone. And him and his wife would fucking like fight. All the time, yeah. and screaming, oh. and sometimes she would lock him out of the building, and so he'd be on the street, hey. just like, hey, yeah. let me, like, just like, screaming at like, her. Where are my socks? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's like, and it's, it's almost kind of similar when I heard the story uh, a guy told about when he went early to go watch a misfit show in Jersey, and like they showed up not in makeup, and like they yeah. were like. 
you know, New York Giants like windbreakers going, yeah. hey, where the fuck are you going to put the fucking app right there in the fucking street? Yeah. You fucking asshole. He's like, no, you're supposed to be punk and evil. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what are you doing talking well, like the guys the great, that beat me up? The great Alice Cooper line, I think it was a retort to Marilyn Manson when Marilyn Manson bagged on Alice Cooper back in the day. Back in Marilyn Manson's day, I mean, not Cooper's day. <laughs> and uh, was talking about, you know, it's like, a, you know, who wants to end up like Alice Cooper, just like out on a golf course in like your chinos. And Cooper's retort was just like, you know, one day, you know, you're going to be like at a Walmart in the men's room <laughs> on the toilet, you know, when the door opens and someone's like, oh, my God, that's Marilyn Manson. <laughs> and, yeah, of course, it's true. Yeah. 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 I really hope that I'm not that person who opens the door yeah. and sees that. that I oh, was conjuring. And yeah, that exactly. Yeah. Guys, we're all stars in the dope show. Yeah. Uh, we're going to take a break with a song by uh, L.A. band Manhattan Murder Mystery. The song is called Dumb. And we're going to ha- run into the same problem we did before because I'm working off my phone for Wi-Fi here. Things are going great in Jonah Radio Land, everybody. <laughs> Mostly my life has just been dumb. 
Mostly my life has just been dumb. Mostly my life has just been dumb. Mostly my trying to keep up with the news cycle is bad stuff happening too fast for you to process don't you wish there was an easy way to find out about only the most important info you need hi we're lisa and emily (laughs) why don't you try our podcast baby geniuses on each episode of our podcast we discuss a weird wikipedia page such as flatulence humor clamato catalan witches slippy the microsoft office helper death during consensual sex and the talking mongoose we ask each other stupid questions. Uh, if you if you got a packet with like 300 seeds in it, what kind of plant would you choose the seeds to be? <laughs> that felt like you were assigned to ask me a question and there were certain words you weren't allowed to use. We talk about Martha Stewart, her pony, and other celebrity horse news. Ben Chunch. Every other week on Maximum Fun. Baby Geniuses. Crazy geniuses, tell us something we don't know. Alex, remind Hey, that was Dumb by Manhattan Murder Mystery. If you want your music featured on this show, if you're just tuning in now, we're talking <laughs> to our friends uh, Ryan Case. Hello, Ryan. Bye. Wasn't there. Oh. Wow. <laughs> Wasn't there in this climate, Tom? Called dumb. Tom, in this climate. <laughs> I'm in so, this you climate, you're going to talk over an introduction. Like, hey, man, climate change. Now. I was done. You I'm going to issue a formal apology. You're done. Drag him, Jonah. I will. <laughs> Wait, how do I go? I need to go through the five stages of apology now. Yeah. Know? First, you got to like, act like it's not really your fault. Right. Well, it's, it's not. It's not my fault. <laughs> in this case, it's true. Yeah. It was loud in there. Oh, shut up now. Go, go ahead. I was just saying hi to Jonah. <laughs> 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 Um, I want to know about uh, the how you guys ended up meeting uh, Butthole Surfers and well, all Alex that stuff. again was leading the um, you know leading the way there with um, I don't know his ear to the street. And what was the guy? I'm trying to remember. I saw him name. at Maxwell's. I saw him at Maxwell's in 1983. And what was the Wait, guy you saw who him did at Maxwell's yep. first? First time I saw him was at Maxwell's, he was uh, Gibby was wearing a dress and had a megaphone. There was okay. only three of them playing, right. and he wow. came out with all the. He had that gag he used to do. This is the early version of their explosive yeah. pyrotechnics yeah. when they had no money with all yeah. those clothespins. Yeah, in his yeah. Hair. it was great. Yeah, and he would he, just come yeah. out with a clo- with clothespins just in his hair, and mm-hmm. then they would start, and in one motion, they would all go like a Alex. Alex, this is a really good story. Into the microphone, please, if you can. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, in one motion, he would like fling all these clothespins, and. Uh, <laughs> Oh, rad. Like he would just contort his body. Yeah, it was absolutely... whip his hair. It was extremely impressive. They were, you know, had this genius theatricality. It was amazing. um, Yeah, and the Maxwell's is tiny. It's like the size of this table. Yeah. Yeah. And yet they they just exploded. Um, For those listeners, it's a huge oak table that costs a lot of money. (laughs) Yes. Uh, Jonah, Jonah, would you pass the salt (laughs) down here? (laughs) 
we started seeing them a lot and then we got to know you know the clubs were so small we got to yeah. know them we asked them if we could film them a couple times and then um and then we ended up doing uh you did chair before we did yeah, yeah. in texas right i think yeah, you I, ended up we got super into the buttholes like yeah. our friends were all like music geeks in mm -hmm. college mm -hmm. you know that was our social circle was just music nerd yeah music snobs everyone's know? talking about like good and, music and you yeah. go the cars are great yeah but um so is the guy what's the guy from funny garbage i can't remember his name peter girardi is he was he a part of the scene too no, i mean no he was he was a different part i mean yeah he uh, was in his own way yeah. yeah he went to school of visual arts okay yeah. He was, now our kids go to the same school, so I see him every day. Oh, no day. way. Yeah. He was the guy that I was telling you about. Remember when I we were talking about butthole surfers? Or yeah. We were talking about meat puppets. Right. And there was a guy that said the best show I ever saw was Oh, that acid. was Peter? That was Peter. Oh, okay. Okay. I know Peter very well. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. We were into the meat puppets and, you know. He was SVA. We were NYU. Stuff. Like, we had some crossover, but it was like the Sharks and the Jets. You know yeah. yeah. <laughs> <Right>? you guys, <laughs> was that still the case when you were? Uh, yeah, definitely. Uh, like, I have friends that went there, but it was, yeah. It was yeah. Two, the different oh, yeah. Schools. You guys. Well, it's the football Photoshop and final The football teams are always facing. And one was purple, one was more of a fuchsia. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but we... Um, hey, the yeah, SVA no. guys can tell you what color that is. <laughs> yeah. By the way, just for you youngsters out there, we you know, we were there at kind of a historic time because when I was at Weinstein, Rick Rubin was there and he was starting Def Jam oh, Records. God, yeah. Rick Russell Simmons. Yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah. So you yeah, guys were like, in the same also, dorm Also, Weinstein is just the name of the LL building. Cool wow. And, and yeah. the Beastie like, Boys would like play a, in the, the basement. Weinstein was... Late, when I was there, it was the freshman dorm. It was like the smallest rooms, like the most. That like, was right. It was mostly the yeah. freshman dorm. Yeah, yeah. It, was yeah. Like, it was just like, yeah, like yeah. the yeah. most. Do you like, think they're going to change the name bones. of the dorm? It's yeah. not that yeah. one. That's a good no, point. Before. We um, interviewed John Waters there, though. No oh, way. He came back to talk at the school. He went, he went to oh, wow. NYU and, and, and was in Weinstein and got kicked out for selling pot. If selling I'm not pot? I don't even I like that. pot anymore. I hate yeah. the smell. So he, he came to NYU to do a talk, so Stern and I like commandeered him and said, we're just two film students. Like, can we interview you on film in the lobby of Weinstein? He was like, of course. So oh, we, wow. I have no idea where that ended up. I think we shut it on beta or something. Yeah. Oh, wow. I think it was like three quarters. Yeah. Wait, yeah. And, and yeah, I was so, wondering what, what you shot the Butterwell Surface stuff on. Film, usually 16 oh, really? millimeter. I think yeah. it was. No, no. Uh, uh, well, then the first, in Texas, the, we shot on 16. Yeah, yeah, but no, I sh no that was Super 8. The, was not great. the performance. The performance. No, the performance was. Yeah. No, but the, the first thing I did was went to um, CBGB's and shot the Buttholes in 1986. Somewhere in there. Wow. Yeah, 85, 86. 85. Yeah. And. Um, on a, I think it was a beta camera or a three-quarter inch, like yeah. Sony, um, like a portapack. Sort of. I checked it out from NYU. Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. From the film school, you know, the video department. Yeah. I was taking it a video. Needed a class. video truck. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Satellite, basically. <laughs> but I was, I stood on a on a chair right next to the stage, and it was it was so awesome. It's on YouTube. Check it? it out. Uh, Butthole Surfers at CBGBs. 1986. We'll link to yeah, it in the description. Yeah, it's maybe 85. Yeah, 85. Maybe 84. Wolf is out there somewhere shaking his fist at us. <laughs> <laughs> but it's yeah. it's a really good show, and yeah. it's uh, it's um they're musically like it's the, it was the night after their infamous Dance Ateria show where Gibby had sex with um the dancer on stage. Yeah, and he was oh, just wow. naked. Yep, and that's the one they write about in that book and stuff, and it was legendary. Our band could be your life. That yeah, book? yeah, yeah, yeah. So I went to the um, sound check to meet the band and ask them if I could ask permission to film them. And Paul, I remember Paul Leary was super friendly and he was just like, hey man, you know, uh, yeah, we just got, uh, oh, you should have come last night, man. You know, that, uh, oh shit, man, we were at the dance terrier, you know, Gibby, Gibby was like fully naked, just, he was just like, you know, fucking Kathleen right on the stage, man, it was fucking nuts. But, um, That's my favorite thing about Texas is that like, 
like the artsiest weirdos who are just so gonzo still have the fucking accent. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> like, Fuck yeah, man. Big boys, dude. I yeah. fucking love them, dude. Well, yeah. the, the wait, tail wait. end of that, of that sojourn, you know, so many years later was we ended up, you know, in the blink of an eye, we ended up when we were living in Venice with Gibby living in our apartment in Venice, <laughs> sleeping on the floor. Writing the original draft of Freaked. Yes. Wow. That's where Freaked Freak yes. started as a Butthole Surfers movie. Yep. So, Whoa. so we, and we wrote it with Gibby. So we brought Gibby up from Austin. We put him up in our apartment. He stayed there for like a month, and we wrote draft one of Freaked, and uh, it was a you know it was like a beach blanket bingo <laughs> slasher movie. Yeah. It was like yeah. totally it was, different. It yeah. was like hardcore gnarly horror movie starring the butthole. So they play music and they turn people into freaks and they run a carnival. Yeah. It was all <laughs> oh, done crazy. as a vehicle for them. Wow. Fuck, that's um, insane. Yeah. And we tried to get that made for like a year or so. It was like 200 grand we needed for yeah. it. Couldn't, couldn't get, get 200 grand. So what then we ended up with 11 million dollars at Fox. This was like 89, 90, maybe 90. We still had Gibby in the movie at the end of the day. It was like 89. We came in 87 from NYU and I think like, yeah, 89. We so trying to make there. the yeah. don't make please that. don't look at me. I have I have all these dates yeah, wrong. Yeah. I'm yeah. terrible. But it's like in like the cloud. Well, you got time travel. So were you were right. you still Actually, the star of it? Uh, no, I had nothing. I was like co-writing it. I wasn't. We I almost I was got at it one made point. with Roman oh, yeah, Coppola. Remember? Yeah, yeah. Really? Like yeah. Oh, he was around. Roman that Coppola yeah. was a giant. He had a deal with Corman. What the hell was he doing? He had something with his father. It was like with. It was like he had some little... Like That's crazy, because American first Zoetrope movie thing? Roman Coppola's first movie was until CQ, right? Yeah. No, this is way before that. Yeah, this yeah. was... This is way before yeah, that. Yeah, but like, it's like, is that like... That, he was that was producing. He wasn't right? directing. Yeah. Was oh, okay. He was producing. Okay. Yeah, yeah. He, he, like his, he was producing and his father... Like, he, he basically said his father didn't like our script. <laughs> <laughs> what yeah. would you expect? Yeah. That wouldn't be like Francis Coppola, right? That's really? Francis Coppola. Oh, that totally sucks. <laughs> it was oh, a little too hardcore. I mean, yeah, well, yeah, did yeah, he yeah, ever... Yeah. I figured, did who he cares? Ever... Your dad doesn't like the script. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't give a shit. I don't want anybody's dad to like this script. I, That's I, the whole point. I know. I hope you said that in a meeting at some point and I'm just realizing <laughs> yeah. it was Francis Coppola. Yeah, look at that. My dad doesn't like it either. Dads don't like it. Asshole. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, what's that now? What does your mom think of it? <laughs> Maybe yeah, my mom mom's... wants to do it. Yeah, his his mom Stanley Kubrick didn't like it either. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but that's yeah. so. Wait, so how did it morph from? Because the... we couldn't get it made like everything else in Hollywood. So like we, yeah. so we couldn't get it made. Meantime, I got Bill and Ted. I come off Bill and Ted. Bill and Ted at eighty eight, right? I don't have any idea. Like honestly, I'm so bad at years, I couldn't tell you. Like, but I'm, you're probably right, Alex. Yeah, yeah. One of the biggest. Cultural things, dude. We Moment made that movie. It sat on a shelf for a year. But no way. It, it came. It came out when we were in Austin doing Entering Texas. Yeah. I was literally in Austin, like with everyone tripping their balls off, shooting the butthole surfers, <laughs> and like we picked up a copy of Variety. It's like a picture of me and Keanu sitting on piles of cash. It's a hit. <laughs> We had, we had totally written the movie off. Yeah. Boy, to give me give me shit about that. But anyway, uh, we couldn't get it made. So we so we that was eighty nine. Thank you. Yeah. 89. So, I was gonna so, guess eighty nine. Yeah. So we re we. Uh, hey, by the way, Bill and Ted referenced in Ready Player One. That's right. Oh, I haven't seen it yet. Yeah. Also, there's, oh, man, we, we talked about Bill's enough. Anyway, Sorry. so we so we were uh, we were. Uh, like we were totally point. shit out of luck. Yeah. Couldn't get it made. We, like we were trying to get Sam Raimi to produce it. He was like trying to produce a couple of other scripts that we had. Him and Rob Tapper. Oh, cool. So we were like going around town with Sam. He couldn't. Nobody could get this thing made. And eventually we were like, 
let's try to rewrite it as more of like a PG-13 thing. Like, we gave it to an agent. They were like, we like there's something here. Can you rewrite it as a PG-13 oh, thing? it was Harry Eflin. No, it didn't. It was Barry Mendel, actually. It hadn't gotten to Harry yet. It was Barry Mendel. ended up producing all the, the uh, well, he produced everything. But right. it was Barry. Well, I know it's Barry, but Barry, Barry got, got it to Harry. Harry. That's Barry. what I'm saying. But Barry's yeah. the one who yeah, saw so the, the, yeah, the Barry <laughs> met Barry Mendel was when our Barry agent. met Harry. Hey guys, yeah. guys, yeah. guys uh, I'm not saying it's off topic, but I would like you to invite you back to Jews of Hollywood, my other podcast. <laughs> you guys sounds like you have plenty. we know all kinds of Jews. Oh yeah. man, this is gonna this, be great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, we couldn't get it made the, that way, so we ended up pitching it Barry to Joe Mendel. By the way, went on to be a big deal. Real quick, the views expressed by Cash Russell, the producer, have nothing to do with the rest of everyone here. Yeah, and Weinstein Dorm has got nothing to do with Harvey Weinstein or the really off-color comment that Tom made, which was which was he apologized for. Yeah, just want to caveat everything in one sentence. Was the off-color one when he tried to bring up Bill and Ted? You're like, no, we're done with that. Exactly. That's that's what it was. Anyway, that's what I used it as a jumping-off point. Exactly. Yeah. So so a two hundred thousand dollar movie with the bullet holes couldn't get made, but it did get made as a twelve million dollar movie. Fox uh, with only some slight alterations. That's amazing. Which is completely nuts. Yeah, it is nuts. It was harder to get 200 grand to shoot a crazy underground horror film than it was to get 10 million to shoot it as a... I, I don't want this movie. to be insulting, but that's, but that's the biggest is, yeah. definition yeah. I've ever heard of failing upward <laughs> in my life. Yeah. Yeah. Where it's just like, Except no. for then the chairman got fired and the movie got shelved. But yeah. Ironically, it, it actually... <laughs> it goes on and on and on. Because we ended up spending $10 million and the movie didn't make any fucking money at all, it like really you know yeah. was a bummer. Yeah. I wish we... It made it back eventually, though. No. No fucking way. Really? No I way. remember... That, so I never I never got to see a theater. I think it went to profit in 94... <laughs> yeah. After Did the, it come out uh, in theaters? The point is, if we made it for 200 grand, yeah. it, it would have made money. And oh, yeah. You guys, you guys could be living off that. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It was like 10 million. So I saw... I it was saw, on cable. It was on cable a lot. And yeah. that's where yeah. I, I fell in love with it. And then... Um, yeah. Right when my wife and I started dating, they played it at, like like within the first couple of years. They played it at a Cine Family. Right. Yeah. Yeah. We did. Yeah. Yeah. We and did a few events at yeah, Cine yeah. Family. I mean, it played theatrically. Um, I actually was working in London by then. I was shooting commercials over there, and I worked really hard to get Fox UK to release it, and they did, and they did a whole European run. No really, way. Which actually did quite well. Um, it's a nonstop it joke was, machine of a know, movie. You know what yeah. the bummer is? Is it's not. It they doesn't really, live in the digital. Realm. It's it's, it's like on DVD, but it's, it's on, on DVD. No, but it's, it's on not, Amazon. No, it's it's. Oh, not, you can't like. It? Are you saying What's you can't? I, I will. I will, I will say this. Yeah. Uh, we we watched it this afternoon. On what? Uh, we looked at. YouTube. We looked. It was on. It was on Amazon. Oh, but then we just viewed YouTube and the oh, whole thing. Was it there. actually on Amazon? Yeah, it's on oh, Amazon. It's on, it's on Stars on right now. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, wow. That's cool. Yeah, I, I yeah. thought it was didn't make it past boxes. DVD. I thought it yeah, like yeah, died no, with yeah. DVD. Yeah. Yeah. I get Tom's checks too, so I, I'm aware of that. <laughs> also, if anyone listening hasn't Actually, watched, you get a check for it. Yeah. I wondered what the fuck that was. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> so it's stars. <laughs> I'm telling you, man. Stars. If anyone hasn't seen uh, Freaked, I highly recommend it's it. It's on YouTube until these guys get home and report it. They, it shouldn't <laughs> be on YouTube. Um, it should. It's wow. uh, It's it's a really great movie, and it's the thing that I, I always thought was so great and so funny. And weird and like weird in the great ways, but then like when Dean and I went and saw in the theater, seen in in a, in a packed house, it was I forgot like that. It's almost exhausting the amount of jokes that just like keep. It's like a it's like a 
Warner Brothers cartoon. Yeah. It's like a Looney yeah. Tunes. Well, that was a big influence for us. Yeah. yeah. You know, Tex Avery and Warner Brothers cartoons. And Airplane. Uh, and yeah. Airplane yeah. was a yeah. huge influence, yeah. Um, and it's just, it's nonstop just so funny and, and then gross at the same time. And oh, then, yeah. And that great, like, n- like great, like '90s era where just art got so fucking. Everyone's like, "Fuck you," and just made everything. It's like almost kind of. And there's the, what's the yeah. guy? Flying Lotus is a guy that I think is kind of doing that right now, mm-hmm. where it's like his mo- his movies and his shorts are very, like, unsettling. Right. It's like, and you're not sure if it's like a horror or a comedy or mm-hmm. whatever, but everything's gross. Yeah, yeah. Like Dead Alive. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like Dead Alive. Like Dead Alive. Dead Alive was so gross, but so funny. Yeah, yeah. that movie. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. really good. Um, that, that pimple that was just on your Or like, yeah, Peter Jackson's and, first movie was Bad Taste. Bad Taste. Bad yeah. Taste. Yeah. Yeah. The Feebles right. are so Feebles. fantastic. Yeah. yeah, Peter Jackson was awesome. Yeah, I mean, still awesome, but the stuff he was doing better. We'll forgive him for The Hobbit. I was like, I, I yeah. t- it's like, you know, usually what, like around the end of the year when I'm like starting to feel sick or something like that, I'll, uh, I'll like watch uh, the Lord of the Rings trilogy, like, yeah. the extended versions, and it's yeah. great. They're just great movies. They made movies out of the, out of the, the books? Yeah, they did. Yeah, they yeah, did. Yeah. Wait, they, awesome. wait, did, no, did they do novelizations of the a, movies? <laughs> no, it was a sequel. I believe the, it was a Rankin Bass cartoon. Oh, okay, yeah. cool. No, it was like, a sequel but, to the Bash, right. Bashy stuff, the real right. Bashy yes. stuff. Actually, but, that's like right. But then, like, I was like, I was so bummed that it was that I was done with the trilogy that I was like, let's keep this party going. I'm gonna, I'm gonna just buy the the Hobbit trilogy on iTunes. Did you ever and see it? Was like, it was like getting a fucking like bag yeah. of coke at like five in the morning. Right. Right. Exactly. Everyone's yeah. like, "This was a bad idea. <laughs> <laughs> you no one finishes it. No one. Right. Why'd you even get that? Oh, right. this is yeah. just gonna get flushed. Yeah, this yeah. is just going down. <laughs> Did you ever see the Rankin Bass Hobbit? Yeah, the musical. Oh no, no. It was. I remember watching with Trey and Matt when we were at a. Uh, That's my bush. Like. um because they That's loved my bush. it. Only if you guys had waited for a worse I know, president. I know. <laughs> <laughs> well, they did by. that That's show. That's my bush was great. That's yeah, my yeah. bush it was, was great. It was. it was great. And what yeah. ruined it? 9 11, right? That's right. The biggest That's tragedy. Right. The you biggest tragedy. so funny. You know what a funny inside story is? I wrote the script I wrote for That's My Bush was about Osama bin Laden. And this was six months before 9 11. I'm laughing oh. already. Wow. <laughs> it was hilarious. And, um, but Trey and Matt thought it was. They just done no. They just done like it was because he was on the cover of the New York Times. There was a big thing about him, and um, but they thought, well, we did Saddam Hussein in uh, the South Park movie, so it's like another Arab guy, like "Eh," and so they changed it to two on brand. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) But it was all about Osama bin Laden bombing the White House. It was like Doctor Strangelove uh, updated. That's crazy. I remember like uh, when I was like I was in high school and I had a a social studies teacher. She was bringing up Osama bin Laden all the time. She's Mm -hmm. like, this guy is someone everyone should be concerned about. And and there was like one guy who wouldn't let anybody like wouldn't let the teacher talk about it because he would just go, Osama, yo mama. And then everyone would go, oh shit. Lose it. And then she would move on from talking about Osama bin Laden, which I think is probably the same thing that happened in the White House. Clearly he was deep state. Yeah. (laughs) That is incredible. Like she is a time traveler that's come back to warn us about Osama bin Laden, but keeps getting owned by a ninth grader. Yeah. Yeah. Ray Stevens, the guy that made The Streak. The Streak and Bigfoot and Ahab the Arab. Yeah, Osama yeah. Yeah, well, in the 70s, he did Ahab the A-Rap. Yeah, oh, that's Ahab right. Yeah, yeah. Um, here's a little bit he of the, Dr. Demento the intro yeah. to the Rankin-Bass Hobbit. Is this some... In a hole in the ground, is there lived yeah. a hobbit. It, Leonard Nimoy. He's yeah. a narrator. But then he was a musical. And this ancient there's this song called The Greatest Adventure that Trey Parker Long would sing. Long before man... It's like... <laughs> 
the greatest adventure. <laughs> the song Bilbo sang. Um, here the it is. greatest adventure. It's worth commenting on. <laughs> the greatest adventure oh, yeah. Pretty good, Tom. Oh, my God. Today oh, and tomorrow It's the tremolo. Are yet to be said The chances, the changes This is so funny. There's multiple, there's the multiple recommended the videos. The greatest adventure. <laughs> multiple recommended videos of like Trey and Matt talking about this song. <laughs> there you go. So it's their thing. You see that? It's their thing. <laughs> you know what? Another thing they, they, that was funny that they told us, they wanted a porn um, set once and they just as Orgasmo? a Orgasmo? No. Yeah. Maybe they were researching yeah. Orgasmo. And um, so they, they got access to a porn set and they went on. And so they thought they'd do this thing where they'd ask the director to um, refer to his penis or the, the male uh, star's penis as a dead bird. So he was like, okay. You know, they were like, can you just have him refer to it as a dead bird? And he's like, okay. All right. Whatever. Yeah. Okay. So they changed, and there's, there is this porn film out there where I, maybe it's Randy West or some old school porn star and he's like yeah suck that dead bird yeah. <laughs> get that dead bird look at that oh yeah no you love that dead bird shit. yeah <laughs> is this a quality product yeah. I don't know I like how you said film and, and this is probably yeah uh, we're gonna take a quick break for a song uh, get that dead bird by, uh, by a band called Eternal they are out of Denver Colorado and uh, our friend Ben Getting from World Famous Original, recommended them, and they nice. said, play one of our songs, please. So here you go, the song Sink or Swim. Tights and Fights, Maximum Fun's newest podcast dedicated to all things wrestling. We'll be talking about Sasha Banks, the women's revolution, Sasha Banks, 
the brand split, and Sasha Banks' wigs. And we'll also be talking about wrestler fashion. Some wrestlers wear too many clothes. Some wrestlers don't wear enough clothes at all. And I'll be doing impressions of all your favorite wrestlers. New episodes Thursdays on Maximum Fun or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, yeah, dig it. Times and Bites Podcast. Times and Bites. A song for the punching of Nazis by the uh, band Ten Arms. Yay! Arms. Politics. Yes. Uh, I don't think that's politics. I think that's just... <laughs> I know, that's a, it's a citizenry. Being a Nazi is a, a, is a violent um, uh, thing to do. And so uh, any kind of energy has an equal and opposite reaction. So an action is to be a Nazi. The equal and opposite reaction is being punched. I, I'm sorry. When I, when sorry, I, I hate Nazis. When I said politics, <laughs> I meant Captain America. I meant it's the plot of a Captain America comic book. Oh, okay. Is punching Nazis. Oh, really? Yeah, for the most part. I think it's most of them. You know, when it comes to punching Nazis, I'm pro. Yeah, yeah. Indiana Jones. I got no problem with it. Yeah. Indiana Jones, he punches a he lot of Nazis. Oh, yeah. Um, but, you know, both sides. Yeah, <laughs> both sides. Now. Oh, somebody's presidential. Yeah. Um, the... Uh, the when you guys went to uh, Austin uh, to do the butthole servers thing, mm-hmm. uh, like, what was the reason for? It? Was did you have a plan, or was it just to kind of like let's go and fucking do it? Well, we, were, uh, we had we wanted to make a short film. We we had a secret plan, which was that it was it was uh, became the genesis for the movie. I mean, it was like a, a mini version of the movie, mm-hmm. but it was also part of Impact Video right. Magazine. Yeah, but we had a, yeah. a budget and a producer. I well. remember Impact Video Stuart Magazine. Shapiro yeah. Sent us yeah. Stuart Shapiro, who produced Mondo New York, and Night Flight. Oh wow, and Night Flight. Oh. Yeah. So he we had, you know, we had a little bit of money. Underground. Yeah. We culture. shot the buttholes. We shot Jane's Addiction at the John Anson Ford. We shot a bunch of artists: Robert Williams, Joe Coleman. We did like a Public Enemy, Public Enemy, Bill really we had survival a research lab. Yeah, we oh, did a, survival we did research lab. I interviewed those dudes. Yeah, yeah. The, yeah. The, they're in fascinating. Two thousand, like in today's yeah. world, it, it would have been like a web series. Right? Yeah, so yeah. We did yeah. it was a video magazine, literally on VHS. You can get the first one. The second one, I don't think ever came out. Robert Williams. The yeah, painter. second one was Joe Coleman and Joe and, Coleman. And James, yeah, I guess. yeah, I, 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 I had a couple of classes in college that were all taught by a guy who did something called TV TV top value television that was uh-huh. very much about they were the first people with like 
literally like the first people with porta packs. They went out and bought like four of them as soon as they came in from Japan. Right. And because they had that stuff and nobody else did, they could just go kind of shoot whatever they wanted. And, this, this and is, because it was, there was sort of a product. Yeah. And it sounds like you guys kind of got that too, where it's just like, oh, we have the cameras so we can make something, which I think is very, you can do that now on the internet, but there was a way of sort of like, you got taken, because you had the equipment, you got taken a little more seriously than well, I think. Like, a big a big part of it, too, yeah, yeah. is that, like, it's like, in, you guys, like, you know, set out to be, you went to NYU to be filmmakers. You wanted to make, you wanted yes. to tell stories and yes. you wanted to do that stuff. And it's like, you know, and Ryan, Neil, Cash, me, like, we're all of us, like, very, but when you're young, you're just like, let's shoot stuff. I, like, it's yeah. like, you kind of just want to yeah. do, be in production. Because being totally. in production yeah. is the drug we all seek. It's, yeah. it's a very fun yeah. environment to be on. Yeah. And there's shit of it that suck like you know where you kind of like you're like this is hard work but it's great I'm gl- I know I like what we're doing and then there's like really hard work in production where you're like but it, it's uh, too bad that we don't like what we're making <laughs> and like it's like but what you guys did like yes. was like really good but like you know when we were all coming up it's just that magazine style TV yeah. was like ever everywhere you know we all had to kind of do yeah. we, like you know CD USA yeah. yeah and you know us at the G4 and E network and like there was times well, we were doing day jobby type stuff too and like you yeah. know you we, there was always like i mean the fun thing about what Tom and I were doing is you know we had some gear we'd have a lot we had gear and whatever else we were doing we were just always shooting we were always shooting or writing yeah you know we were always writing scripts and we were always shooting stuff always yeah. so there was just a ton of output and then you know we were we weren't that if someone would give us money for something that we thought we could get out in any form, we would do it just to make cool content, like the impact thing, which was never going to get seen by a gazillion people, but it did give us the opportunity well, to go shoot a lot of stuff. it was weird transitional thing where it was like, uh, it was MPI um, was the um, company that put up yeah, the money. They the were DVD, a Chicago... Yeah, dvd world. Yeah. yeah, and also when you say pre-DVD. content, it was just, it's almost a different way. It's like now content is all... All entertainment, it seems. Right, right. Like yeah, this, yeah, yeah. Like, this know, is a, yeah. This is this an old was, man talking about. Yeah, content. we're all. It's <laughs> like content now is shoveling coal into a yeah. fire. Exactly. That we'll never yes. I don't mean that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it making con- cool stuff. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You put it that way. Yes. Yes. That's it is exactly. kind of historically interesting, though, that this was impact was this weird abortion of a kind of new media transition. It was a transition. I'm not caveating him anymore. <laughs> I'm tired. It's late. I'm going to get up early to take just my listen, digital. Just listen to Shapiro. It's 918. Who made 918. <laughs> he, Fucking, uh, that's a vampire just said it's late and it's 918. It wasn't really a vampire, Jonah, okay? <laughs> that documentary meant a lot to the people of Santa Cruz. I'm I was tired making that too and yes. I was only 19. Yeah. <laughs> but it... But it <laughs> I swear this is interesting, um, historically. That's the worst um, thing to say. To I know, something. guys. I this swear is really just. I swear. A guy walks into a bar. Gonna, yeah. No, but he wanted to do a video magazine, um, and like distribute culture on VHS tapes. You know. Yeah. That was the concept. Like we would do a, like a monthly magazine. Well, like four one one, which was the skating. Yeah, like, yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah. Right. Came a little yeah. Later. Lionel Martin was doing the rapper ones That's and right. all of that. Oh yeah, and the and one stuff with the basketball uh, that that came around eventually yeah. too. Yeah. yeah, but it didn't really catch on. Like yeah. you know, VHS magazines didn't really catch. Well, on. also, it wasn't like to your point about content. It wasn't branded yeah. at all. Yeah. It wasn't Nike. It was no. There was nothing. It was like me and Tom and our Bolex and the Butthole Surfers and Survival. Re- it was like yeah. there was no kind of driving branded anything. It was just no. that's just all it was. It was so, Walid Ali 
That's right. Who was the 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 distributor? Now you're in really Chicago. going down some serious rabbit holes. I know. I know. <laughs> well, but you know, he he also didn't. They produced uh, Henry Portrait of a Serial Killer. He did. They did. Oh, yeah. Oh, sure. Yeah. 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 Wow, that's and you guys like are around during that same we time were, in New York. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We saw like we saw the early cut of Henry. I think, yeah, yeah. Because, because Joe Coleman did the poster. Yeah, yeah. Joe Coleman did the poster. Whenever yep. I see that actor in anything else, and he's in so much other, Michael Rooker. I'm always like, yeah. he's amazing. Well, he's, yeah, I know. He's, he's so guardian of the galaxy. He was so yeah. good, and he's so I can't yeah. separate. Yeah. So he's I'm like, always, he's, he's always, behind always you, and it's like he's playing a normal. I'm very happy he was. He became the blue guy in Guardians of the Galaxy. John Hawks was in our. He was in Enter Yes, that's what I was like. Yeah, rewatching it, I was. Like, yeah, he's the he dad was, in our butthole oh my God, short. He was, I directed him in a play. He's incredible. He's awesome. He's, yeah. he's the best. The first time I came to know who John Hawks was, was uh, me and you and everyone we know. Right. Um, he's the best. Yeah, but like he and I did a movie together in in Arkansas. Rosalie Goes Shopping. Yeah, a Percy Adlon movie. That's where I met him. Oh, shit. Oh, yeah. And then he yeah. started doing stuff with us. He started doing uh, Idiot Box and our butthole shorts. Was he yeah. in Idiot Box stuff? Yeah, he's in a bunch of Idiot Box. So I've been box. like watching oh, yeah, this guy yeah. without even realizing oh, it. Oh, yeah, yeah. And like, remember how he was in Eastbound and Down? Like, he's in Eastbound Oh yeah, so and uh, yeah, the uh, Winner's Bone. He's great yep. in. Yeah, and he he did Deadwood. this uh, independent movie uh, that's all shot. It's all sh- it's three different twenty minute shots where he plays like a, a PI oh, wow. or something like that. That's the new one, right? The one that, this the was uh, this came out like an I saw it last year on yeah, yeah, yeah. Chariots of Fire. I yeah. just saw him. And- <laughs> Whenever sometimes, I tell a story that goes too long, sometimes yeah, Cash can't bit. get it out in time. Yeah. So he yeah. gives him a little Chariots of Fire because really? we want okay. him to succeed, but we know it's not in the cards. And you didn't play that when Tom was trying to remember the name of the, <laughs> of the club I don't next to the palace <laughs> that wasn't Raji's that might have had a restaurant bank table in it. I try not to. It was a really good. I was playing it in my mind. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's I cut try the. Not sh- to level my weapons. At let's the cut the shit. Let's cut the shit. Tell us some Randy Quaid stories. <laughs> oh no, <laughs> God! Tell us some Randy Quaid oh, stories. Uh, Tell me some fucking. I don't want to get whacked, Randy. Yeah, oh, you mean you don't want to be star whacked? Star whacked. So we all we played this years ago. This is Star Whackers, Randy Quaid, Digital the rest 45. The Also, Quaid Pumpkins. That's enough. I think that's as much as we Cash will be comfortable with I'm us just, playing. I just think he might be litigious. That's he all I'm like, thinking. <laughs> he's maybe got you some hotel the bill. The thing is, he ended up in Middlebury, Vermont, where my sister lives and my father Whoa. lives. Oh, so really? Like, yeah, my sister knows his lawyer in Middlebury. Oh, no way. Yeah. Because his, mu- his he must be wife, so tired. Evie Quaid, is from Middlebury because okay. her father was a professor at Middlebury College. Yeah, it's crazy. Here's the thing. Rewatching it, the, the movie recently and it was like it, it's like knowing now how kooky he got um, he's so good in it he he's, good. So he's, good. he's an incredibly talented actor he's though. so I mean, yeah. good he's and still he, a great actor and he has, has matinee been. good looks in that movie like I will he, say this his eyes he is, and his yeah. brows they he never fucking, looked better he's yeah. great you know um, but yeah and you know shitter's full the <laughs> Ev, we knew Evie because Evie was you know was with him was with him time, and yeah. um she was a must hire. We, we had to hire Evie to be the fashion consultant. Oh, wow. And, um, it was a lot of fashion and freak. Yeah. So, like, he's a mad scientist in the middle of the Amazon jungle, and Evie thinks, you know, we should dress him in Armani. Like, so she had all this Armani. Remember? I don't. Oh, I, I do. I was commenting yeah. on that suit earlier. I'm yeah. really good at, like, shutting like, things out of my mind that I don't want to make up. All the time. Yeah. It's all the anyway. radiation from that big cell phone. You like to shut And also, I was like, I wasn't getting any sleep. I was, like, sleeping in the freaking makeup and I was like you know up 
we had oh, Jesus. all your stuff is ADR, right? Oh yeah, I, had, so, I couldn't. I, 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 I was wondering what you did during yeah. the ADR. You just stuck your just tongue drooled out? and like had a giant oh mouthpiece with my mouth yeah. pulled back with a servo. And Not and, like it's difficult enough to direct something, to direct and star in something, and then also well, like they had I'm going to put myself there, through four and a half hours of makeup and but that, shit. But that's like, the kind of shit we did all the time. <laughs> right. yeah. It was just on a bigger scale, but like. That's what we were always doing. Yeah. So, Tom, really, how much did he a, complain where you were kind of like, because you I guys don't think I was complaining. <laughs> it's what we always did. Alex is a, he's a, he's a trooper. Oh, he, he never also complained. The name of his like his, 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 that's true. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, like yeah. four days into production of Freaked, his, Mouth was just a gaping open sore because, oh, like, he no. had this oh, just horrible appliance. Oh, yeah, the was just ripping a hole in my cheek back. Yeah. You know, he had these crazy teeth, and this was playing. And like his so gums much. were How just many bleeding and festering. It was like um, it was hours and hours to get in, and hours and hours to get out every day. So I started sleeping. Bill Corso. Right? Bill Corso did yeah. it. Yeah. Multiple oh, yeah. Oscar winning. Yeah, I um, it's wonderful. Like some sweaty makeup. I was at. It's a work of genius that makeup. I mean, yeah, absolutely. It's so good, and it's gross, and it's. You know, yeah, like, yeah. yeah, I mean, it was complete with squirting pustules. Oh, you know, yeah, the first time he sees himself. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. but Randy yeah. was amazing. I mean, we were great super jazz. Too. We'd never I'll worked with a star. When, like when you're revealed, you, so. I, like I want to say, like when like the the yeah. Siamese twins start yeah. picking, it's yeah. like it's good. It's like it's like conjoined, conjoined. Pretty good. Sorry. Pretty good. Yeah. I mean, you know, yeah, very obviously like, everything conjoined. about that movie, like it's like there's it's just there's constant sketches and. And yeah, it bits, was fun. And we had a really good time. It was a lot of fun. You know, just as an aside, I, I love puke in movies. Mm -hmm. I, I just, it still gets me. You know, I'm 52 and I yeah. still crack up. That was the funniest part of the, the death of Stalin, which I just oh, saw. Oh, the death of Stalin There was great. a puke scene. Yeah, there was that a good cracks puke scene. That cracked me up. So, it's, that's, well, that's a vaudeville comedy. It is. As a, like, you know, like disguised as a political historical farce. <laughs> Involuntary bodily actions. Yeah. Are, there was a great puke on The Walking Dead this week, actually. Was there? Yeah. And like a, a forced puke with just the right amount of force right. behind it. Like well, not yeah. not the dribbling, somebody had it in their mouth. Really? But like the right. like there was Well see, there's been a breakthrough. Great. And I I you know, John there's Waters. Been a breakthrough. You guys there's are been a breakthrough. Hey, look, you guys are all TV directors. Gentlemen, I want to hear about this. Yeah. This is very important. Um, the um you know, John Waters was the Prince of Puke. Yeah. Mm -hmm. He called himself the Prince of Puke. I, I love puke so much. I aspire to his throne. I, I want to yeah. be the Duke of Puke, you know. And um, so, but recently, recently, this is extremely interesting. And, and you know, please once again, I'm going to set up a story by saying it's very interesting. But um, no, but it has become possible with. Do you think I'll with, do this if I just slip out the door? <laughs> I'm surprised you haven't already. It has recently come to my attention. My dog needs that to leave. It has become possible to, to do puke. Without doing the full Monty Python profile where you hide the yeah, big uh, rip. Yeah, the, the two. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The two, it's traditionally that was the only way you could do it. And or you could have the lame puke where an actor just, has one mouthful of yeah. it. You cut two and that's always like a, like a pile. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like, you know, that's 90% yeah, yeah. of all puke in movies. Yeah. Or the, the SNL, the SNL um, tube in yeah. the uh, sleeve where right. they just yeah. go, ah. la, la, la. Yeah. yeah, that is good. But, you know, recently, current, you know, cutting edge technology has allowed <laughs> <laughs> full frontal mouth Full frontal puke. Yeah. Full frontal really? puke. 
Yeah. So this now is, this is a, it's a so this is what I know. And a, a small incision is made. <laughs> <laughs> Tom developed this actually yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, this, on his children. It's a minor surgery. Yeah. You're only it's, under for a little bit. It's yeah. laparoscopic. Yeah. And, I mean, and, it's it's outpatient. Yeah. Yeah. All you have and, to do is just you, you get walk your, out. Yeah. You do. It's All, local anesthesia. It's just you flip over the headshot right <laughs> underneath special skills that says puke valve install. Full frontal. And you, you know you can take them. Yeah, yeah. That's right. It's got a screw cap. And, you know, you, you do it above the hairline so you can't even tell. <laughs> I have one. Do you want to? St- All right. Well, um, Alex wants to go Nobody home. Nobody appreciates that genius. <laughs> yeah. um, but we can talk to you guys forever. We want to thank everyone. Oh, shit. Of you. I didn't even realize. Oh, yeah, wow. yeah, yeah. You were doing a good job. Uh, thank you, Brian Case. Thanks for coming and hanging out. Thanks for having me. Of course. We'll have you back soon. Alex, Tom. Yeah, thanks, you guys. Thank, thank you so much for coming. Alex, this was fun. Uh, what, the docs that are available now. Uh, well, are, Deep Web is out. Uh, my blockchain doc is about to be finished, and another one, and then I'm starting Zappa right now. You're starting the, the Frank Zappa yeah. doc. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and um, it's uh, yeah, it's check out any of Alex's docs. They're like really just insane, and it's uh, and he doesn't uh, you know put himself into them. I don't. No, no, I don't wear makeup. Anymore. Yeah, <laughs> um, and Tom, what are you working on right now? I am very excited to be uh, just wrapped principal photography on a, a project called Golden Revenge. Which is sort of uh, like Homeward Bound meets Death Wish. Oh, it's three packs oh on a cross-country mission for revenge. They have to get home to their family and kill them. And is this a series? It is a series, but it's essentially a feature film split into twelve parts. Yes. And um, we're what doing media. What you've been doing for years media. with like Saul the Moment. Yeah. Which we will get to in another episode down the line where you. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. Feel like a, that's right. You have a Clancy click in the Mole Man. I have a yeah. click in my jaw because of Clancy Moment. Because <laughs> yeah. you had to. Because of like, because I had to jump my jaw forward right, right. to make the lip flap for that fucking mole man, and they're all be it's like, and now you jump out of the plane, and I'd be like, there's no pad, and they're like, we're running out of time, jump out of the plane. Yeah, that's that was my uh, entire college experience. So that's gonna <laughs> Golden Revenge is gonna be on Go ninety Verizon Go ninety. Oh and, yeah. So, yeah. And um, anyway. <laughs> Um, it's being produced by Conoco and uh, Blue Ribbon Content. Hey, Conoco, that's Girardi. Conan O'Brien. Yeah. Oh, that's a good and um, uh, 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 another thing I just did was a short film based on a George Saunders story starring Patton Oswalt and Fred Armisen. It's called Adams. Is it uh, is it from Civil War land? And it is that from the no. It's from a. It's the story's called Adams. It was originally in the New Yorker, and it was in his Persuasion Nation oh, okay. collection. We're, we're talking authors here. Authors. We got this is and the classiest uh, this podcast has ever been. Yeah, George Saunders, and that, and that be... includes the five minute thing about fi- puking fake. That's, yes. a, that's yeah. a good point. Yeah. There actually is a puke scene in it. Okay. Oh, great. Fantastic. Yeah. But it's written by George Saunders. So it is. It's, it's classy yeah. puke. Yeah. Ryan. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, very literary. The uh, the new show on uh, TBS? Oh, yeah. This is going to be great. It's coming out this summer. It's called Miracle Workers. Yeah. Is that the next thing you have coming out? Uh, yeah, I think so. Atypical Netflix. I'm doing You're the Worst. Bunch of fun. And you're going to let me shadow you on You're the Worst? And Jonah's going to shadow me. It's on record! Yay! All right. (laughs) Whackers! On record. Uh, Thank you guys so much for coming and hanging out. Thank you. I really, really appreciate it. 
Uh, and uh, we apologize for the first episode. Always. And thanks for everyone who donated to our uh, Max Fun Drive. Yeah, yeah it was so um, successful. I'm thank betting. you so much. Yeah, yeah. I'll be in uh, I'll be in Nashville, Tennessee, uh, doing stand up at the uh, the at Zanies. Zanies. Yeah. Uh, and then the next weekend we'll be in Chicago doing a live Jonah Radio festival. I'll be, doing, I'll Jonah. be live riffing on a movie. Ooh, oh boy, you you know you you see me riffing on movies when it's written. Imagine if I was just making it up on the spot. Wow. Yeah. It could get pretty bad. Uh, so uh, join us there. We thank you so much. And thank you, Max FunCon, for being a part of the thing. We're going to wrap up with some songs from, this is Highliest Wreck. And then after that, we're going to do one from our friends, Taco Cat, which is on the great label, Heart of the Art. Open up your heart. Open up your heart. And yeah. love will find a way in. Holy shit. That's a K-Jewelry. Get out. <laughs>
MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.